Good morning, baby gamers. This is Breaking the Lore. The show where two girlfriends dig deep. To find the weirdest and most obscure bits of trivia. I'm Nissa's girlfriend, Sarah. And I'm Sarah's girlfriend, Nissa. So buckle up, because tonight's episode is... Gotta catch them all! It's Pokemon! Pokemon! You know, is, is that like a games thing? Because this is the Pokemon. Is, is that just an anime thing? Gotta Catch Em All was like a slogan that was used for the first like five years of Pokemon's existence, just like for the entire franchise, uh-huh. games, cards, anime, uh, everything. Okay. But then they stopped using it oh. when the third generation came out because it was no longer possible to catch them all. And now, now it's really not possible to catch them all with, with Sword and Shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, they they actually brought they actually brought the slogan back when they launched XY because now it was possible to catch them all within a single generation without needing to transfer. And then they then they needed to take it away again cuz cuz you Yeah, now they don't use it anymore. <laughs> now they don't use it anymore. Well, there's there's some right out of the gate lore. The the um complicated relationship got to catch them all has with existence. Yeah. Um, but no yeah, I I mean so so it works. It's it's a valid episode start. Yeah, go for it it's because this is just i didn't i didn't specify but this is just the pokemon games because yeah this is just the games yeah, there's just pokemon's too big too too vast it is and, and honestly do you do you have much on the spinoff games because i didn't even look into the spinoff games i was just looking at the main lines i didn't know we were allowed to look at the spinoff games see but that's exactly the point that i was about to make like pokemon is huge <laughs> like i think we could honestly probably have like Three more episodes of Pokemon. We could have an anime episode. We sure could. A Pokemon Adventures. Cause I, I mean, I assume the only manga we would do is Pokespa, just because the other ones aren't, like, popular, or I don't think they're as long-running or anything. Like, Pokespa's, like, the Pokemon manga. Yeah, we could, I mean, we could maybe throw in some stuff from, like, Electric Tale of Pikachu yeah. or Diamond and Pearl Adventure, but I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd be most motivated to read Pocus Bear and, and, and do Pocus Bear. But, um, but yeah, anime, Pocus Bear, and, um, and then, yeah, I think we could even have another episode for, like, Mystery Dungeon Rangers. Like, I think we would bundle those all into one episode unless we found, like, a huge wellspring on one of them. But Yeah, no, I think it could be all we could, bundled. We could either do a bunch of mini-episodes on each spinoff, or we could do one big episode on all the spinoffs, but... Either way, yeah. bringing it back around, Pokemon is huge, so it only makes sense to yeah. tackle certain aspects of it per episode and, and not get too overreaching, especially because the way I see it, Pokemon canon is very different in each medium. Yeah, Pokemon canon is a mess even within the same medium. Exactly. So, like, it just like I was thinking about how to format this episode, and like it, it just felt dishonest almost to like try to like talk about them as if they're all one universe. It just doesn't. It wouldn't make sense, and it wouldn't make a cohesive lore exploration. I don't think it sure wouldn't. No. So so that's that's the answer. We're gonna have multiple Pokemon episodes. We're not gonna do them all back to back to back though. Um, no, they'll be spaced out. Pepper them throughout this and next year, I assume. Um, I mean, if people go really wild for this, we'll we'll probably do it relatively soon. But we have other episodes planned as the next few. But, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this episode. The mainline Pokemon games have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. 
Very interesting, yeah. But um, before we do that, um, we usually do questions. So what is your favorite mainline Pokemon game? Ah! Is, is, that your, um, is that your favorite mainline Pokemon game? Pokemon Ga! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, my favorite mainline Pokemon game is... Oh, gosh. I kind of want to say... I don't want to say Sun and Moon. Really? I, I didn't I like like Sun and Moon that much. Why, why is Sun and I Moon like your favorite? Because I like the Alola region. I think it has a lot of really good Pokemon. I think almost every single Pokemon is just like a banger and a half. And I like a lot of the characters in it too. Okay. That's a fair answer. Um... I mean, for me, it's Platinum. You you know it's Platinum. That's not a surprise to you. I, I really like Pokemon Platinum. Um, I mean, I just like the Sinnoh region in general. I like Sinnoh's characters. I like Sinnoh's mythology and lore. I like Sinnoh's Pokedex. Um, I even think, like, the region concept of... Because, like, you know, like, each region has, like, something that it's studying, which I didn't really pick up on as a kid. I was just like, oh, wow, you got a weird focus. That's... Cool, I guess, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like each region has something they're studying, and like I think the fact that like they're studying evolution, and because of that, the Pokedex has a bunch of like new evolutions to old Pokemon. It was just it was. I mean, cool yeah, idea. I liked it. I mean, that's some, that's some lore we can break right now. That's true. I didn't actually research anything about that. Now that I think about it, did I? I mean, I didn't research it, but I have that on, like, in my mind as is. Okay, so... Because it's, it's something that I've noticed, and I think is actually really interesting. Well, then, in that case, we can we can talk about that. I had, like, one or two other questions, but I think we should talk about this while we're on it, so... Okay. So, um, Professor Oak is just, like, a Pokemon professor. He's not really specializing in anything, per se. Specializes but, um... in traumatizing children in Pokespa. That's a, that's a pre-shot episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So Professor Elm is studying evolution, and that's why Johto introduced a lot of, like, babies and evolutions, because he discovered a bunch of new methods for evolution. Yeah. Um, and Johto and Sinnoh are, like, it's interesting that it's Johto and Sinnoh, because the two are so, like, like, it's not like Kanto and Johto where they're, like, physically next to each other, but, like, story-wise and, like, all of that, like, they're weirdly linked. Um, because, like, the the Shinjo ruins, or, or Sinjo ruins, or whatever it was, and things like that. Um, like, it's, it's, it's interesting that Sinnoh and Johto have, like, some sort of, like, history with each other. So it's interesting that they're both mm -hmm. the evolution regions. Um, Professor Birch studies, like, Pokemon habitats. Which doesn't really connect as much to the Pokedex, but like the whole region it is like, like a, a super has a it's a super it's a super diverse region. It's for such a small island, it has so many different like um, varieties of environments. It's got like a volcano. It's got like a rainforest. It's got all those ocean and like yeah. caves and stuff. No, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of like it's interesting because that's like one of the more subtle ones to work into. Like obviously, like oh, I'm researching Mega Evolution. Like, there's, there's no subtle way to yeah. incorporate that. You're just gonna do Mega Evolutions. But um, that's, that's an interesting, sort of more subtle one that he's researching. Um, Professor Juniper specializes in the origins of Pokemon. What is that tie-in? I, I, don't, I don't remember how they I incorporated don't really... that. 
that doesn't really tie into anything. That's really more of a Sinnoh thing, actually. I was gonna say, like, I feel like Sinnoh does a lot more, like, ancient history Pokemon stuff. And, like, because we'll get to this later, because um, I was researching all of, like, the legendary myths and stuff like that. Unova has one of the, like, least tied-to-anything myths of all the regions. Like, it's a very, like, <laughs> small-scale myth comparative to... Yeah. Um, for for Reshiram and Zekrom, at least. Um, the Reshiram and Zekrom myth is actually very small-scale. Um, so, so it is interesting that, like, she's the one researching origins. Of, like, you'd think that that would mean that, like, Unova would have, like, a lot more fossil Pokemon or things like that. Yeah, but it, it doesn't though. It's that's oh, yeah. the weird thing. It just yeah. it just has Archon and Tortuga. Interesting. Um Sycamore studies mega evolution, obviously. Take away his Pokemon license. We'll come back to that, <laughs> but I, I think he should be disbarred or no, that's for lawyers. <laughs> that's that's for lawyers. Um he should be stripped um, of his like like you know, Doctor Wu, he's he's Mr. Wu. That's some Jurassic Park trivia from this next from the last episode. <laughs> But um, like he that that should happen to Professor Sycamore. He should just be Mister Sycamore. And he really, he really should. That's what I'm gonna call him when I meet him. I'm, I'm just gonna call him Mister. <laughs> um, Professor Kukui studies Pokemon moves, which like really ties into Z moves. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And of course, his wife, Professor Burnett, studies the relationship between Pokemon and other dimensions, which, which makes sense because she was introduced ultra, in Pokemon yeah. Dream Radar. Like, um. With all the ultra stuff, it, it makes sense. And I do want to come back to the ultra yeah. stuff, too. I assume you have stuff about that, but, um... A little bit. And, I mean, also, of course, Dream Radar, the game she was introduced in, so... I know nothing about Dream Radar, but, um... Well, I know there's Professor... Yeah, Fen wait, wait, Professor you... Fennel does, um... She did the, the dreams of... She... The dream world, yeah. yeah it was That was... Well, because it was with, um... Marshana, right? Like, it was... It was the dream... The dream... The pink dream tape. Like, yeah. The not, the not the scary... Yeah scary creepy one drowsy it was the cute one um, that's how she was because because it was just pokemon dreaming but she was able to influence their dreams with the marshana wasn't it or something like that um something like that we can actually i actually want to touch on the dream world a little bit later on okay we'll circle um, back to it then oh yeah dr yeah. fennel researches dreams yes and then um professor magnolia obviously specializes in dynamax so, so obviously about it i've only done like half hour of that game <laughs> actually i've done, I've done well, way more than that because the wild area takes so long to just walk the fuck across it even though it's it's fairly <laughs> empty and not amazing but um so yeah that that leaves um you were gonna you're gonna talk about professor rowan and, and evolution or, or were you just going to go through all the professors and what they study no, I was I was going through what the, the professors and what they study. Oh, well, I don't see how that ties to what I was talking about at all. Yes, it does. It's <laughs> exactly what you were talking about. You said Professor Rowan studies uh, evolution, which is like why there's so many new evolutions in Sinnoh. And I was like, yeah, all they're all the professors are like that. Well, sure, that, that was, was the lore I was breaking. Good derail for me talking about Sinnoh, but um, well, that that didn't end where I thought it was going to. I thought that was going to tie harder back into Professor Rowan, but um. But yeah, I, I really like the Sinnoh games. I like how the Sinnoh games work. I like the characters and I like the Pokemon. Um, what is your favorite type? My favorite type? Um, 
flying and ground. You gotta pick one. Flying. Why flying? A lot of my favorite Pokemon are flying types. Fair enough. It works. Um, Farfetch'd, Halucha, Delibird, Skarmory, Chatot. So you'd be a flying type gym leader if you like had to. Probably, pick yeah. One. Um, Probably, yeah. See, I usually I, I feel like when I like drew you as a gym leader, I picked you for normal type. I don't remember why. Probably because whenever we debate normal type, you, like, stand up for normal type, and I'm the one who... Well, yeah, because you're wrong about normal oh type. Oh my god, listen, I'm just saying, normal type is, like, the lazy type. I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I hate referencing Harry Potter, but normal type is the Hufflepuff of, of Pokemon types. It's, it's the, we don't have a good type for you, so I'm just gonna throw you in there. That's why we need it. That's not why we need it. It's why we should do better at finding types for the you don't have a good type so we'll just throw you in there type yeah. like think about how that must feel like you're a skinny and you see all these fire types and ghost types and steel types and psychic types and you get thrown in normal type you're average you're boring you're the Mishima of Pokemon normal types are you're the Mishima of Pokemon uh. how does that how does that feel, do you think, to be that Pokemon? Normal types are anything but boring. They're normal literally means just like average. Like nothing nothing unique or, or special. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry to our fans, but not to you, because I don't back down on this normal fight. I'm just sorry you guys had to listen to it. But um, my favorite's ghost type. I I don't think I really need to say that. I feel like everyone already knows that. <laughs> um, so I'd be a ghost type gym leader for sure. Okay. Well, um, I just want to kind of talk about one thing that kind of really surprised me when I realized it. Uh huh. But, um, okay. You know how everybody thinks that if a Charmander, Charmeleon, or Charizard's tail goes out, it dies? I think that for at least Charmander. I mean, if, if you're going to tell me it's not true for Charmeleon and Charizard, like, I assume that it would still be true. But I, I think it, 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 it's, it's only explicitly true for Charmander, right? Well... I mean, I think it's technically true for all of them, but it's also technically not true. Why? What do you mean? Well, what are you, what are you getting at? What I'm getting at is all of us, every person misinterpreted that. Because a Charmander doesn't die when its tail goes out. A Charmander's tail goes out when it dies. You can't, you can't just submerge a Charmander in water and it suddenly dies because its tail Wait, well, its tail only goes out when it does die. Okay, you, you can say this all you want, but where's your... What, what's the evidence that we misinterpreted? Like, what's what's the quote or... It, it's Pokedex injury from Red and Blue. states uh -huh. that when it rains, steam is said to spout from the tip of its tail. Okay. A Charmander's tail does not go out when it gets wet or or the rain just isn't or, enough to to put it out <laughs> it's um 
it's a Pokedex entry from Gold and Silver stated uh-huh. that the flame on its tail indicates its life force. If it's weak, the flame also burns weak, and if it's healthy, the flame burns brightly. Okay, that's that's some decent evidence for your case. But um, mm-hmm. but it could be a, a two-way relationship. Like they could both be true. Like it could go both ways. Where's the where's the quote for that we all like got this information from? Like what is where does I don't even think it's a quote. It was like the anime episode where Ash gets the Charmander, where they're like holding the leaf over its tail in the rain so that it doesn't go out. I think that's where we all got so it. So is it just is it just in the anime? Is is where Charmander's tail going out means it's dead? Is that the only As far as I know, yeah. Oh. Well then this isn't really a debate worth having at all, is it? Yeah. I mean yeah, that that basically just means it's something that everyone assumes because it's a very popular fact from the anime. But mm-hmm. in the games canon I mean, in the games canon, you're probably right because of the, like, it burns weekly. That's interesting. That's yeah. That, that people don't talk about. I'm, I'm sorry for accusing you of just making it up, but to be fair, it sounded like you were just making it up. That's that's interesting. I have I have a similar just, like, little dumb fact. It's it's not a misconception. Yes. But it's just, a, it's... Well, okay. I mean, I guess this could be a misconception because I didn't know it. Um, So the Pokemon League, right? Yeah. Do you do you think it's like been established for like a really long time? I imagine it's been around for a while, yeah. Like I feel like that's just the general like thought is that the the Pokemon League's been around for like a really long time. Well, yeah. The Pokemon League was actually only established 150 years before the games. That's still a pretty long that's time. That's not a long time in the grand scheme of things. Well, no, but like, eh. but, but I mean, consider Pokemon's and human like the um the war happened three thousand years ago, and the yes. Eternatus meteor, I believe, thirty thousand years ago, something like. Were there were there people when that happened? 20, I don't. I don't 000. actually know. There have been people for much longer than thirty thousand years. Yes, in our world, at least. Okay, we're not in our world. First of all. Well, actually, we'll come back to that later. Maybe we are. But, um, but yeah, no, like, I just, I think in the grand scheme of human, like, like, I don't know, like, I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, like, when you really think about it, like, like, I wouldn't say something in, like, something that happened in, what would it be, like, 1880-something? Like, I wouldn't say that's, like an unbelievably long time ago, you know? It's not. But, like, if you told me that, like, the NFL was established in 1880, it'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty long time ago. I mean, yeah, but, like, the NFL doesn't... The Pokemon League is a sporting ...the same institution that the Pokemon League... Yes, it is! The Pokemon (laughs) League is, is exactly the same as the NFL. It is a sporting competition. But it doesn't feel that way except in Sword and Shield, at least to me. To me, it feels like more of a, like... I mean, I guess I guess that's the fault of the games for... I was about to say, it feels like a governmental institution. But I think that's the fault of the games for just never expanding on what the Pokemon world's government is like. Like, I don't know if you stumbled upon any government information. I stumbled there were, like, Kings of Alola. That, that was the closest I got to any sort of organized government, is that Alola has kings. But... 
Or at least had well, kings. Like, I don't think Yellow even currently has kings. Um, the only thing I know about for certain for government is that Drayden is the mayor of Opelucid City, which means there is some sort of government because cities have mayors. Hmm. Wait, who's the mayor? Drayden. Drayden. So he's a, he's a gym, but but see, he's a gym leader and the mayor. Which... Yeah, but he's also the only gym leader that's a mayor, which means that uh, being the mayor is, is not a job he, of the gym is leader. Is he the only? Is he the only gym leader as mayor in the entire? As far as I know. In the entire series, I swear there's more. Early gym leader who is also a mayor. At the very no. least, there's more gym leaders that seem like they own the town they live in. Which I, I guess comes along with being the best truth. Like, I guess, because, okay, so like, the way that Sabrina became the gym leader is she had to prove that she was the best person. Because she, she beats the fighting dojo master, and then she gets to own a gym. Like, Erica seems like she owns whatever town Erica lives in. Celadon, isn't it? Celadon, yes. Um... Like, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I feel like the mainline games seem to give the impression that the professors and the Pokemon League are like the two major governmental bodies in the Pokemon world. I don't feel like I ever got that impression. Like, I mean, I guess someone has to be signing Looker's checks, so there must be some higher governing body that employs... Because Looker's like, a, like an FBI agent, right? Interpol. Interpol. It's like FBI, but he gets to be in whatever region the game devs want him to. So, so yes, he is yes. basically an FBI agent. <laughs> um, so... That's weird. I don't know. You know what, Pokemon games, I, I want you to expand on information about the government because I'm very curious because I don't know how the Pokemon world runs itself. Because, I mean, you don't even get the sense of, like, like, I guess there's evil teams, but there's not, like, like, I guess there are some police, like, there's, there's Officer Jenny. I don't know. I just... When I play the Pokemon games, it almost seems like there's not even a government. Because there doesn't, like, I, I don't get a sense of, like... I mean, when you go about your daily life, how often do you interact with the government? Um, every day. Okay. No, I don't. I just said that. Yeah. Here's my point. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just... It seems like Pokemon is just, like, if you have your magical animals, that's... That's all you need. That's you, you don't have to worry about like, cause like okay, cause like mafia and things like that, like like Team Rocket, Team Galactic, like the evil team is always handled by just like the champion and some kids with magic animals. Like, you don't get well, the sense that there's like like, I'd buy that maybe there's some kind of like international like like something that like looker would belong like some kind of international coalition or something but like i don't I, I just don't get the sense that there's like strong central government in the pokemon universe um counterpoint 
Who's paying for Pokemon centers? The strong central government. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not the point, but it's true. <laughs> the Pokemon world has socialized healthcare. It does have socialized healthcare, but, but only for the good towns. Because the the team I... the team Skull City they don't they don't socialize that healthcare. Well, because okay, they have a Pokemon Center in that town. It's just trash because Team Skull ran everybody out of that city. But the government should still keep the lights on. The lights are on. No, they're not. They have to charge you because you can heal your Pokemon. It's running there. without money. <laughs> I like the hold on. I'm, I'm, just... I'm going. I thought going that they were. Article. I, hold on. I, I might be wrong, but I remember that it wasn't like them charging you just to be dicks. I remember it was like them charging you because they needed the money to keep the place running. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I remember. They charge you 10 cents to heal the Pokemon, which to me strikes me as just Team Skull is just extorting you because they took over the Pokemon Center and now they control it and they control They're, they're extorting you for 10 cents? Is, is that what you're- 10 cents? Is, is that the basis of your argument? Is that they're extorting you for 10 fucking cents? How does that make more sense? then they're charging you the bare minimum to cover their expenses. Why would Team Skull what, charge what, the bare minimum? Why they're would a they, gang. Why would they extort you for... Then Okay, then why, if they're extorting you, why are they extorting you for 10 cents? Can you explain that one to me? Okay, because they... it. I think it's just a gameplay thing because they don't want to make you like have to pay a lot of money if you're in Poe Town and you need to heal your Pokemon, they still want it to be affordable. So they just made it a comically small amount, 10 cents, because, like... But, like, is Team Skull... It makes sense that if Team Skull took over the Pokemon Center, they'd be charging you. How, how evil even is Team Skull? I don't really remember. Like, I didn't... They're not very evil. They're just, like... Like, are they really evil enough They're to, common like, thugs. Are they, are they really evil enough to extort money out of a child with a dying magical animal um yes are you sure that's in their wheelhouse they're uh, they don't they don't strike me as the type to to do something like that um uh uh Maybe you're right. Yeah. I won't stand for Team Skull extorting you slander. I think. Okay. I think they're just... It doesn't make sense. If they were just trying to keep the lights on, why would they be charging you 10 cents? Maybe that's what it costs to keep the lights on. You don't know how much the power grid in Pokemon costs. Okay. They have... Okay. They have okay, if they have socialized healthcare, maybe their power grid is not too expensive. Like, okay. I mean, I feel like if they have socialized healthcare, maybe they'd have socialized like power and stuff too. Mm -hmm. I feel like power should also probably be socialized, like like houses, food, power. Right. We're getting to the point where internet should probably be socialized too. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of things should probably be socialized if we're being honest. If we're being. It's true. Like really honest. That's true. Um. 
But yeah, this this all this all got very out of hand. The Pokemon League was only started 150 years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. I wanna um. Uh huh. I wanna talk about how some ghost type Pokemon are just like straight up dead people. Yeah. I mean, there's also some that are like implied to be dead. I mean. Gengar? Is, is is Gengar ever actually implied to be a dead Clefairy or Clefable, or is that just a fan theory? I, I don't know if that's... It's a fan theory that Gengar is Clefable's shadow, which makes a lot of sense because they have a very similar silhouette, and, like, I think there's some other evidence, like, they have the exact same height, or maybe Gengar is slightly bigger, um... I mean, I know I have, like, this really cool fan art poster that's, like... It's almost like, um, like, like it's split in half, and like half of it's Gengar, half is Clefairy. It's, it's a really nice artwork. But, oh. But yeah, no, that's, that was, I guess, well, the ghosts in Lavender Tower. I feel like we could also mention those in this section. I mean, yeah, those aren't even Pokemon. Those are just, just dead people. Straight, well, they're not dead people. They're dead Pokemon. They're dead Pokemon. Yeah. Because... Because Lavender Tower, they don't they don't bury any humans in there, do they? No, that's a Pokemon graveyard. Do we ever see any human graveyards in the series? Um, is the Howling Cemetery for people or Pokemon? I've where's the Howling Cemetery? Um, that's in Alola on Mele Mele Island. I kind of remember. Holy Cemetery. Oh, it's for people and Pokemon. People, okay. I mean, it, it makes sense. Well, I guess pet cemeteries and human cemeteries aren't generally the same. I guess I'm, I'm, my brain was like, oh, yes. In, in ancient Egypt, where we currently live in the modern day, people and their pets are often buried together. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I thought that that was still a more common practice than it is. But um, Yeah. I feel like that should oh. be some kind of it safe space. Suppose. Yeah, sure. Okay, are you saying I agree with you. <laughs> if you died around, well, okay, I guess the coordination, but like, well, you could have like a family plot, you know? Like, are you are you telling me if you're yeah, rich enough to sure. have a family plot, you wouldn't want your pets like also on the family plot? No, I would. Yeah, right. Like, see. Yes. Um, but that got morbid. So tell me about Pokemon that are dead humans. First, I want to talk about Phantom which is the soul of a child who died lost in the woods. Yeah, I remember I saw this really sad fan art comic of it. And it was like a kid that was like wandering and like died in a cabin and then a phantom came out and it like cuddled a tree. Yeah. It was, it was a very sad comic. <laughs> but yeah, phantoms uh. are all... I mean, but that raises a weird question. Why can phantoms breed? Um, uh, I mean, that's a question that needs to be asked about a lot of Pokemon. I was going to say, we should we should come back to that question, I think, after we talk about all these Pokemon. Because I will bring it up again. Yeah, but I'm very because I, a couple just popped into my head that really shouldn't be able to breed. <laughs> um, Yamask is also um, the spirit of a person who carries around a mask of their face. And they look at it and cry. 
Is it like a mask? So it's is it like a mask of their face, or is it like a traditional death mask type thing? Because I know, Pathagrigus. Like is, your mask is like, desert ruins, right? Yeah. So, um. It's uh, all it says in the Pokedex entries is that it carries a mask that used to be its face when it was human. Oh, so it is. It is just a straight up like a, a face, like a mask of their face, rather than like a, yeah. a burial mask. That's interesting. I, I yeah. think I always assumed it was a burial mask. No, it's a mask of them of their face. Yeah. Um, Frostlass. Um, a little two for one here. Hell, a three for one because Frostlass kind of has some really, really messed up Pokedex well, entries. Frostlass but, kills um, people, right? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, Frostlass, um, freezes people, it freezes hikers who have come to climb in snowy mountains and carries them back to its home. It only goes after men it thinks are handsome. So that's, I mean, that, that ties back to Frostlass's, um, Yukiana roots, like, because Frostlass is yeah, on, like, the, on the Japanese mythological monster, the Yukiona, and, like, that's a mm -hmm. very, like, that's a thing that, like, comes up in a lot of the mythology of that monster is like well she's like she's like a nice woman obviously like an ice woman ghost and there's a couple different versions like there's one where she like asks you to hold her baby and the baby is like a nice chunk that, that freezes you to death <laughs> and, and things like that but um but one of them is yeah, uh -huh. luring luring men and then freezing them to death yeah after a woman met her end on a snowy mountain her regrets lingered on from them, this Pokemon was born. Its favorite food is frozen souls. Oh, so she's like, she's just straight up a Yukiana. Like, she's not even, like, yeah. inspired by one. She, she just is one. It brings frozen prey back to its lair and neatly lines them up. That's kind of cool in a fucked up way. Like, like I almost said Yukiana. Like, um, a bunch of Frostlass. Like, a Frostlass just has, like, a statue. It's like Medusa, almost. Yeah. But, but here's what I'm going to say. Are Frostlass common or are they rare? Because that seems like a kind, of, I mean, a kind of dangerous Pokemon to be around, like, just en masse, you know? I mean, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, like, how can a Frostlass be born from a human soul and also evolve from a, um... Snow run. Well, that's actually, that's the other question. Do frostlasses occur wild at all? Ever? Um, in Galar, yes. Okay, but like, you, you say in Galar as if that isn't like the most recent region. Like, like frostlass has existed for like, what, like four regions now? 15 years, yeah. Yeah, frostlass has existed for 15 years, not being able to be caught in the wild. Yeah, no, you can only find it in, in, in the wild, naturally, yeah. in Sword and Shield. Um, Interesting. Like, um, so then, I mean, branching off of this, I didn't look this up, so I'm going off memory. Lampin's like kind of half, half of that, because I don't- Yeah, Lampin's kind of like Frostlass and- But um, I know Lampin, like, it hangs out around hospitals and it like absorbs the souls of dead people and like sort of- keeps them and it's like it's like almost like a soul soul jar or something that's a little soul jar yeah it, it sucks out souls when people die yeah. and it like keeps them so it's almost like it's, it's almost like a lot of dead people it's it's not like yeah <laughs> it's not like one dead person turned into a lamp and it's like 
a lamp and is a collection of a lot of dead people. <laughs> is, is chandelier the same way? I don't think it is, but is it? Uh, chandelier. That's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of Pokemon, like, have lore that only applies to one stage of their evolution, which doesn't make any sense. I was going to say, like, I feel like that lore would... Like, I feel like if that's the lore for Lampen, then, like, um, Litwick would be, like, one human soul. And then Chandelier would just be, like, so many... Like, a Lampen took on uh, so many goddamn human souls that it became a chandelier of souls. So I think Lampent, like, stores human souls, and Chandelier consumes them. But then, how does that... That's interesting. It, like, burns them up. But I mean, Lampent would also burn them up, in theory, because it's also, like, on fire. <laughs> Litwick, though, um, just absorbs life energy. It doesn't absorb, like, the soul itself. Interesting. So it kind of... So, so it like so leeches off your not life force. Quite what I was thinking, but it's similar. Like it's it's not like it's smaller, not because it's just one soul, but because it's feeding off souls rather than absorbing them. Yeah. It eats your energy, and then when it evolves, it just takes your soul away. And then when it evolves again, it just burns your soul up in its little like sack of fire soul. It's very strange. Lampin's a weird evolutionary line. But, um, did you have more that are that are dead people, or is it just the phantom um, half you mask? Um, I mean, Spiritomb is made up of 108 souls. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the pre-lampant, lampant right there. It's another, <laughs> another soul trap Pokemon. Um, as Sinistee is a lonely spirit possessing a cup of tea. Well, I feel like there's, like, a couple... But like Delmai's Haunt Edge, like those are also mm -hmm. like spirits possessing objects, um, which I mean does again raise the question where those spirits come from. I always, I mean, I admittedly always assumed that like Sinisty, Delmai's Haunt Edge, I always assumed those were like kind of just like, like I guess you could call them demons or something, like just like like not like dead people or dead Pokemon, but just like a vague spirit like if that makes any sense uh yeah like like demons you know just kind of like its own spirit entity if that makes sense yeah like not necessarily because of something dead but like just like created from the ether i suppose but it could also be the other way around. Like, it could be a dead human possessing the anchor and sword and chica. I honestly don't know. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for Pokemon that are, like, actual real people. So then I'll bring it back again. How can any of these... How can any of these breed? Like, and I mean, it also... It, there's also the matter of practicality just in general. Like, like none of these are, like... Like, I guess Frostlass is, is rare to be naturally occurring. Um, Phantom is... is it, How rare is Phantom? Phantom's fairly common. See, that's I the think. thing. Like, how many how many children are... <laughs> a lot. A major, <laughs> major issue with, with parents just letting their kids wander off into the haunted woods where the kids disappear and die and then there's a Phantom? 
like like people know this it's it's in the it's in the records like like professors can be like oh by the way all these phantoms they're dead kids like you'd think the parents would be a little more like oh, maybe i won't let my kids wander into murder phantom woods maybe <laughs> maybe that's where all the phantoms come from and so like like you mask okay i get it it just comes from corpses corpses are generated every day so fine you mask makes sense Phantom and Frostlass seem real right. weirdly specific to be just like commonly occurring. Because it's not just like someone died or like this happened. It's like a kid got lost. Doesn't it even have to be in a forest? Like, isn't it like they have to? Get lost I think it has forest? to be in the woods because they possess a tree stump. Yeah, so a kid has to get lost in the forest. Just any forest, I assume. But like a kid has to get lost in the forest and die for a phantom to happen. And a woman has to have regrets and die from freezing to death on a mountain <laughs> to make a frost last happen. Well, then why, why does a Dawnstone work? Well, that's what I was wondering, too, because, like, we were talking about how, like, a chandelier, like a lamp and takes on so many souls that a chandelier happens. Why is, is a dusk stone made of souls? Is, is that what I'm to assume? And, like, yeah, like a, a Dawnstone, like, I guess, like... I guess maybe is is that why the evolution works? Like is like like the woman died of regrets on the just the mass death of regretful women on this mountain, and they all well, like they didn't on. turn into frostlasses. They turned into dawnstones. Maybe it's like their soul is like in the dawnstone. Okay, well actually that does kind of make sense. If a dawnstone, okay, well no that that would only make sense if a dawnstone only worked on Snowrun, but it also works on Curlia. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, like, it makes sense for, like, if it was, like, the Reaper Cloth or something, I'd be like, okay, there we go. We got some very specific lore that we've extrapolated on this very specific item. But the stones aren't specific items. They're used for multiple Pokemon. And, like, even, like, the Chandelier thing. Like, sure, maybe I can make the case for Mistrevis, because I believe she, like, well, she, like, eats fear is, is what powers a Mistrevis. Um, so I can make the case for that, I guess. But like Murkrow to Honchkrow, like I don't, I don't believe that Murkrow turns into a Mafia Don by eating souls. That, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so like, yeah, Ghost Pokemon, I love them. They're my favorite. I wouldn't trade anything for them in the world. I don't understand how they work on the whole. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. But like, okay, if you breed a whole bunch of phantom does that mean you are personally killing a bunch of children but that doesn't make sense why would they hatch from eggs like like i guess it would have to be that like every time a phantom plays an egg it's a child that died but the soul goes into the like it flies like, like it goes up from the woods into the egg but that doesn't make sense <laughs> that doesn't make any sense so i guess like you, you just know have pokemon to assume... shouldn't be able to that like a phantom is like 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 if you breed a fan like phantoms like like they can have babies but they also come from that very like I guess okay I suppose if you really wanted to and I think that they should reword the Pokedex if this is the case like just throwing my notes out there for you game freak <laughs> I think it's possible that you could argue that like the original one came like the the very first the, the first frost last that 
God ever saw was was from a woman who was regretful and froze death on a mountain. And the very first phantom was a child that died in the woods. And then like that's never happened again for in either of those cases. And and now they're just a species. Maybe it happened twice, so they can like, you know. Yeah. But um well then again, Pokemon don't have to fuck members of their own species to have kids. That's No, they just need to be in the same age. That's a weird thing that we could talk about later too. I didn't research it, but the more I think about it, that's that's a very strange thing. <laughs> Because you can only do that with like what, like three species in in the real world, like ligers. Um, um, there's actually several. Um, dogs, wolves, coyotes, and I think jackals can all breed. Um, okay. A mule is a horse and a donkey. So there's a lot of like hybrid animals out there, but a lot of them aren't like wait viable. Ligers are real, right? Like I didn't. Ligers are real, Okay. Yes. For some reason, I thought, like, I thought that, like, I had looked them up and, like, ligers were a myth, and I was like, no, I, I knew they were true. But, um, okay. Ligers are real. But, yeah, like, every single Pokemon, but it's, but it's weird, because you don't get a liger. You get, like, whatever the mom was. So that, like, just implies yes. that, like, like, I feel like that just implies that, like, within an egg group, Pokemon come is generic. And it's the egg that matters. Yeah, I guess. Which which does that mean that like the father doesn't contribute anything to the like DNA wise? Well, egg moves and abilities and IVs get passed down, so those from the father matter. as well. Yeah. Well, this is just a whole a whole barrel of confusion, isn't it? Yeah. Because because that's that's weird. Because like it passes down traits like moves, but it doesn't tra- pass down traits like type or species or like if if like uh g- give me two pokemon that are in the same egg group um skitty and waylord thanks babe it's like if, <laughs> if skitty and a waylord somehow i mean i guess that just means waylord has like a really tiny dick or yeah that's the only way it works um or or it has a tiny you know like it has it has a tiny whichever um So, like, if they fuck, like, you know, you don't get, like, a skitty that has fins. That'd be kind of cool. No. Like, like a ma- okay, imagine if, like, a Wallard and a skitty fucked, right? And uh-huh. when the baby came out of the skitty, because the skitty's the mom, um, instead of, like, a hand on its tail, it had, like, a whale fin. Well, that'd be That'd neat. be sick as fuck, wouldn't you say? And it's, like, blue. Yeah. It's, like, a blue skitty with, like, a, <laughs> like a whale fin instead of a hand on the tail. Oh, that, that'd be cool. That's. I think we have something here, Pokemon Company. I, I think if we can run with this concept. But um, <laughs> but that's not what happens when you breed Pokemon. Nope. Which leads me to believe, except for the move thing, that come as generic, but it's not. It can't be because the moves. I guess just like, I guess that would mean, okay, the come has DNA, but the moves are the only traits that are in that strand. Of D- How does DNA work? Does does every strand of DNA have everything in it? Yeah, I gotta be honest here. I don't know. Okay, I I'm not. I'm also not a geneticist, <laughs> so I, I don't know if every single strand of well, no, yes, every strand of DNA has to have everything in it because when you pull a hair and they can like identify you, you know, like they can identify you the same way from your hair as your skin. I think probably. 
Um, so every strand of DNA must have every, like, thing in it. So maybe, like, the only thing that it, like... Or maybe just, like, maybe species in the mother is, like, the inherently dominant trait? Or... Fuck it. I don't... I, I'm not figuring Fuck this it, out. Yeah. I don't. I don't know enough about genetics, <laughs> nor enough about Pokemon, nor enough about animal breeding, to figure this out. <laughs> there are uh, two Pokemon that I want to ask you: why you think it's possible to breed them? Like, period. The same as ghost types, because I'm already quite baffled on ghost type breeding. But <laughs> um, other than they're, they're not neither one is, is a ghost type. Um, they are Kangaskhan and Cubone. Well, that does, that does a Kangaskhan is born with a baby in its pouch. I I, I mean I got that. You don't, you don't need to <laughs> angrily, intimidatingly tell me. I, I know. I'm, um, I'm just saying for our audience if they didn't if they didn't pick I, that one up. I mean I was about to say the exact same thing because I'm oh I'm the one you asked. You want to you want to if you yes. if you want to answer your own question, go go right ahead. I don't have an answer. I'm not. I'm asking you. <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, because then a Kangaskhan... A Kangaskhan is born with a baby, and a Cubone is born with a skull of its mother on its... See, that's that's another one, like the ghost types, where it's weirdly specific. So you have to yeah. wonder, like, why... I think some Pokedex entries, they just, they're just too specific to cover an entire... Like, you're going to tell me that every single Cubone is not... is adjusts in the exact same way to their mother being dead like you don't think there's gonna be like one super well-adjusted cubone that doesn't need to cry about it that they're just like and 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 you don't think there's any gonna be any cubones that are like well-adjusted enough that they don't wear her bones for that matter when you breed a cubone you know the mother is still alive because the mother is your pokemon well yeah no exactly like it's it's very so where is the skull even i guess it's the but I mean, they're born with the skull, so it's probably yeah. their skin, probably, if we're being honest. But like... Because like, clearly a Kangaskhan... Kangaskhan's baby only comes out of the pouch. Is Kangaskhan's baby, like, confirmed to be like an actual... Like, does it grow up? Like, in, in canon? Uh, when a Mega evolves? This isn't about Mega Evolution, we'll get back to that. Just, just then, in, like if, no. if you've just got like a wild Kangaskhan horde, like will mm -hmm. those babies like go like five, ten years out? Will those babies grow up? Mm. Theoretically, they don't really ever touch on that. Cause like a case could be made that they're like a weird like symbiotic twin thing instead of like like they mimic a mother and child, but they're not actually. If you think about um, it, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Cause like, cause like, okay, like mega evolution's weird. We're gonna come back to it. I don't think that alone is enough evidence, just because mega evolution is is weird and problematic and very questionable. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think. I'm siding with it's like a weird kind of deceptive thing. Like, we call it a mother and child because that's what we're used to because we know what kangaroos are. 
but like and it, and it mimics a mother and child but maybe it's like actually like one like almost like conjoined twins but like different if that makes any sense it does make sense when, when you put it that way i kind of i get it like that does make sense, I think. So I think that can explain Kangaskhan. There's there's no good explanation for um, Cubone, except that that Pokedex is full of bullshit, and um, it's just, like, a part of its... Like, you know, like the bony plates on a Stegosaur, or mm-hmm. things like that. Like, it's just, like, a part... Like, it's just exposed bone on its body. So what you're saying is the Pokedex makes shit up because it's written by 10 year olds well see that's the thing that i think we need to remember a little bit is that and like granted it's still important to take some of these like at face value when discussing lore because it's all we've got like it's not like if we're like like, if if we're just sitting here like oh it's all completely wrong then like what are we working off of basically nothing but um but it, it is important to sort of like bb gondola these are animal textbooks written mostly by children and even in real life animal behaviorists can be wrong like that's true like even even earlier today i sent you like you know that like alpha male sigma male or whatever the hell yeah like that meme that was going around like i'm pretty sure like alpha wolf theory like isn't isn't accurate like I like I'm. Oh, it's it's not at all. Yeah. It was um a study did on captive wolves that was discredited literally a year later. So see that exactly. That's a perfect example of like something that like we deeply believe about animals, but it was because an animal behaviorist was incorrect, and yeah. generalized too much about a specific sample. So like yes, maybe some Pokemon trainer found a Cubone that was crying about its dead mother and assumed it was her skull because, you know, it's shaped like a Cubone. Mm-hmm. And then generalized that. So, like, I think with some of these super specific ones, we can either make the case of, like, species genesis, like we did with the Phantom and the Frostlass. For the Frostlass, I think it's species genesis. For the Phantom, I think it can be a combination of like, like that's how the species started and it also still happens, but not enough to populate the entire Mm -hmm. species. Um, I get you, yeah. But then like for ones like, I think we could also chalk up some of them to just generalization or being incorrect about animal behaviorism. Because, yeah, I I think it's important to bear in mind that this is animal textbooks written by 10 year olds so maybe it's not always correct um did you have any more any more fun things sort of similar to this you wanted to talk about um i want to say i know there are more pokemon out there where like the lore in the Pokedex entries kind of feel like it's referring to an individual, but it's a species, and it doesn't really make sense that it's not, but I can't think of any examples up off the top of my head that we didn't already talk about. But there's definitely examples. So, I mean, if you guys want yeah. in the comments, like, tell us another Pokemon that you think is an example of generalizing 
the story or behavior of an individual member of the species to the entire species. Because I'm actually really interested in this now that I'm thinking about it. Like, like not enough to, to read through all 900 Pokedex entries and, and try to figure <laughs> some stuff out. But, um, but it is interesting. So I, I'd love to hear if people want to submit more examples. I'd, I'd love to hear them. Um, but since, again, a lot of my stuff is, I have, I have something really huge. And I have some other like smaller, huge things, but I also have just like little fun facts that I'm peppering around like that Pokemon League one. So it's time for another fun fact. Pokemon trivia. Fun fact. Conkeldur, one of my least favorite Pokemon. Um, oh, Conkeldur. You know, it's part of that ugly family with the exposed veins. They're just horrendous to look yeah, at. That sounds familiar. I'm telling the audience. But, um, <laughs> Conkeldur, I do have to give them some props, despite them being horrifying to look at. They taught humans how to make concrete. Good on them! Canonically speaking. Um, I was I was looking through the, the timeline of the Pokemon world, and apparently, Conkeldur are the reasons why humans have concrete because they taught humans how to make concrete with um, apparently centrifugal force. I, I don't know enough about concrete to know how that <laughs> works. I, I do know what centrifugal force is, and I don't see how it relates to concrete. But um, I think it's because you have to spin around concrete in, in those big drums. Oh yeah, like the Bob the Builder. It's the orange one with the little like her, yes. her mouth looks like an orange <laughs> slice, and she was my favorite. Yeah. Um, you know how like you see you see concrete trucks driving around and they're always spinning that on the back. Yeah. yeah. Is that how concrete's made? I thought it's just how they like kept it fresh. I, I don't know what I thought they were doing. To be completely honest, it makes sense that that's how it's made. I I, I should have assumed that, but um. Yeah. So that's that's how concrete's made. Um, uh, yeah, that that I I think that's how concrete's made. That's a little. Uh... <laughs> that's how concrete happened in the fun Pokemon world. So that's a fun Pokemon fact, and I have three more to to pepper in. So <gasps> look out for that. Right now, or oh, no, saving no, no, for later? No, no, no. We'll, oh, okay. We'll get back to them. We're not, I'm not gonna blow my whole Pokemon trivia peppering in the fun facts load in this early in the episode. All right. So something that we mentioned when we were talking about Kangaskhan, um, so oh, like right. af Sorry. after that little fun fact about concrete, something completely unrelated, but back to when we were talking about Kangaskhan, <laughs> we talked about Mega Evolutions, and we also mentioned Mega Evolutions earlier when we were um, talking about how, how Professor Sycamore lose his license, because I deeply feel that because yeah. of a very interesting way that the Pokemon company handled not wanting to have Mega Evolutions be a game mechanic anymore. So. Um, so. I think one of the, the biggest charms of the Alola games to me was how just absolutely buck wild and terrifying a lot of the Pokedex entries were. That's true. And Rotem, that extends. Rotem Pokedex was kind of, kind of sassy with it. I remember. Well, okay. One of the one of the funniest ones before we get into Mega Evolutions, because that reminded me, is is Aquanid. I think it is. It's either Aquanid or Dewpiter. A Aquanid. It's one of the two. Um, you know the the, the spider with the water. Yeah. Um, Bubble spider. In either Sun or Moon, I don't remember which one's which, but in one of the games, it says, 
that the Pokemon brings Pokemon into their heads with like a bubble to keep them safe. And in the other game, it says it brings Pokemon into their heads to drown them and eat them. <laughs> so, um. so it's very interesting to wonder with which one. Which one do you think it is? Do you think it's? I think it's both. Do you think it's? I I think I think it can be both. I think the ones it wants to kill and eat it drowns. The ones it wants to keep safe it keeps. Safe. Do you think it's both, or do you think that one ten-year-old horribly misinterpreted what was happening in one direction or the other? I actually really like that idea. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, no, I, I like that too. I like the idea of a 10-year-old. Like, he's, he's watching this happen, and he's like, Mommy, is, is that... You know, I'm there, I'm alone, because I'm 10 in the Pokemon world. But I don't know why these kids are British, too. They're in Galar. Um, <laughs> whoa, is, is it being eaten? Is it, is it being rescued? And, and just took a guess. Didn't know. <laughs> but yes, like... um. So the Mega Evolutions also got Pokedex entries in this generation, and they didn't in the sixth generation. So we get to learn some fun facts about Mega Pokemon that we didn't know, and some of them are horrifying. I, I think it's more than just some of them. I think it's like the vast majority. <laughs> yeah, most of them are horrifying. So, um, first of all, uh, Mega Glalie? Um, oh, I remember this one. The excess energy from Mega Evolution spilled over from its mouth, breaking its jaw. It spews endless blizzards. Yep. And then, like, another entry later on says that it can't eat properly. Like, it... like it. Yes, it envelops its prey in its mouth, freezing them instantly. But its jaw is dislocated, so it's unable to eat them. So, yeah, like, when you Mega Evolve a Glalie, like, you, you send it to a, a world of permanent broken jaw pain. <laughs> Um, Mega Absol dislikes fighting, and it really hates Mega Evolving because it doesn't want to fight. That's and also that's just sad. That's not. <laughs> it also converts the energy of Mega Evolution into an intimidating aura, which causes faint-hearted people to expire from shock at the sight of it. Oh, so it's it's like it's like the girl from The Ring, you know, like. I know you haven't seen the ring, but the but the way she kills it's like she just looks so scary that you just you're done you're done so. So Yeah, Mega Absol kills me. Mega Absol, yeah, it just it's the same as it's the same as the girl from the ring. You just you just die instantly. Um Mega Absol I mean Mega Aerodactyl becomes more vicious than ever because the excess power is causing it pain. And it also attacks it. So yeah, it's it's just like it's hurt and it's angry. It's, it's like the Spinosaurus from JP3, but worse. And it also attacks anything that moves, because Mega Evolution is a burden on its body, and it's incredibly irritated. Yeah, no, that's that's not very positive, now is it? Uh, Mega Alakazam lost all of the strength in its muscles. That's... that's fucked up. <laughs> um, Mega Bayonet has become so powerful that it curses its own trainer without even trying to. So it just like has like unlimited curse juice that it just like is spewing constantly and can't control. Yeah. That just sounds dangerous to be around. Mega Garchomp's arms and wings have been melted into giant scythes. That's 
horrifying. And doesn't it also say like it gets so angry that it like massacres everything in the area or something like that? Yeah. Like, can you read that one? Because because that's the one that stands out the most in my brain. Um. Its vaunted wings become scythes, sending it mad with rage. It swings its scythes wildly and slices the ground to pieces. But there's one. There's one about it, like massacring people, isn't there? I swear there was. Mm, no, there's one about going mad with rage and rampaging and there's one about carving its opponents up with sights on its arms. Okay, but like if if you put A, B, and C all together <laughs> Yes, it, it'll You get Mega Garshelf go goes on a rampage and kills people. Yes. Yes. This is what you is what you get if you 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 get Garchomp if you send you get if you set a Mega Garchomp loose on a city, you get a bunch of chopped up people. Uh, Mega Gengar tries to take the lives of anyone and everyone, including the trainer. So again, you just you just don't want to be around this one. Um. Mega Primate, I think that's that's another fucked up one, isn't it? Like I think doesn't Mega there is no like, Mega Primate. Doesn't its heart like explode? Like doesn't it get so angry that its heart explodes and it dies? Mega Primate. Yeah. There is no Mega Primate. What do you mean there's no Mega Primate? There is no Mega Primate. Are you certain? I am absolutely certain there is no Mega Primate. Like, like on God? Like on God. So I wanted to talk about What does Mega Primate, what does Mega Primate look like? Tell me. It's like angrier. It's got like big chains and like... It, it, it wasn't a very inspired design. It looked a lot like Primate. But it was like maybe like a little spikier, bigger chains, much angrier face, very frightening looking. Are you sure? I am sure there's no Mega Prime. So I wanted to talk about the Mandela effect during this segment because <laughs> um, because when I went looking, because I was having a conversation with someone a couple weeks back about fucked up Mega Evolutions, and I like. Um, I had been talking about these these Pokedex entries and I went to go get them and I couldn't find them anywhere. I couldn't find a record of them on Serebi. I couldn't find a record of them on Bulbapedia. I couldn't find them anywhere. And then when we were researching this episode, I was like, oh, good luck, babe. They're, they're nowhere to be found. There's no record. It's a cover-up, etc., etc." She found them instantly. So... <laughs> I did. I, I deeply believe that I, I slipped into a dimension where Mega Evolutions never had fucked up Pokedex entries. But, but. <laughs> and also where Mega Primeape exists. That's what I'm going to say. I think I slipped into another dimension where there's a Mega Primeape that, like, its heart explodes. Is there a Mega where its heart explodes? Am I, like, somehow getting my wires crossed? Because I swear there's a Mega Primeape and it gets so mad that its heart explodes. Could it be Sableyes? What is Sableyes? Bathed in the energy of Mega Evolution, the gemstone on its chest expands, rips through its skin, and falls out. No. But that is fucked up as well. Yes, it is. I'm trying to think of what other Pokemon it could even be. Oh, here's a picture of every Mega Pokemon. But no but no Mega Primate. No, there's, there's no Primate, which doesn't make any sense if you ask me. 
I forgot there was a mega camera up in Sharpedo, though. Yeah, there was. Maybe mega hair across or mega pincers? Tart explodes? No. No. So clearly I was just wrong. Is is there anything fucked up about Mega Snover, though? Because I'm actually really curious about that. Mega Ab Abama Snow, rather. There's really not. Mega Abama Snow actually doesn't even have a Pokedex entry. Oh, it just, just lives an unproblematic life? Just... Well, not every... Because the Alola games, despite their really good Pokedex entries, were the first teams to get rid of the National Pokedex. And you could still obtain every Pokemon, but any Pokemon not in the Regional Pokedex didn't get an entry. Uh, so, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, so I think what this was all building to, Mega Evolution, like, clearly, like, the way I take this is, like, clearly the Pokemon Company wanted to get rid of Mega Evolution. Like, I mean, it did, you, you can yeah. feel free to argue if you think this is untrue, but, like, I... My, no, I... My take is that, like, I, I think it's true. I really think that, like, the Pokemon Company just wanted to get rid of Mega Evolution. They didn't want it anymore. They realized that fans probably wouldn't be super willing to accept them just cutting it. So they, like, did just cut it, but they also. But first. But first, <laughs> they rewrote every. Well, they didn't even rewrite because there was no Pokedex entry, but they took it from the thing that it was, like, presented as in Kalos, where, like, in Kalos and, and in, in Omega Ruby off Sapphire 2, I think. I got actually really yeah. far in that game in our replay, and I don't remember them even really talking about Mega Evolution. But um, in both of those games, it was, you know, it was presented as, like, Mega Evolution is the ultimate bond between the trainer and the Pokemon you love each other so much that mega evolution can happen. It's temporary because it's so powerful, but it's, it's a sign of love and bond and trust. And it's a good thing. It's, it's cute and lovely. And then they like write a bunch of lore for it. It's like, actually this Pokemon wants to kill itself whenever you do this. Yeah. Then, then, then you get to, you get to sun and moon and it's like, uh, mega Salamence is so brutal that it's been dubbed the blood soaked crescent. Yeah. So like, I think I think they just wanted to get rid of it. And they were like, how can we get rid of it and not have people complain? So they rewrote it so Mega Evolution's just horribly abusive and, and you're you're completely morally in the wrong and you're probably gonna kill a lot of people if you mega evolve yeah. Pokemon. Like I, I try I, to make us not want to mega evolve our Pokemon anymore. I don't try to focus on on like the grim dark aspects of Pokemon, but like Mega Evolution ended up being very weirdly grimdark in that, like, if you Mega yeah, your Pokemon, you're probably going to kill them and or many people. Your Pokemon is suffering when you Mega Evolve. Exactly. Which, which again, this is, this is why I said I think Professor Sycamore should be stripped of all his, all his titles, of, all, of everything. Yes. He, he should not be practicing anymore. No one should listen to him. His, his, whoever peer-reviewed his papers, they're done too. Career over. All of them. Um, <laughs> because he was just... Either he knew about this, and he covered it up. Or he was just so fucking stupid that he didn't realize the massive 
problem, which I don't believe that's even possible. I don't believe if you're studying Mega Evolution, you can miss the fact that like a couple of these Pokemon will go on murderous rampages. <laughs> I think that Professor Sycamore is kind of a, a stupid man. I'll give you that. Like, I, I don't think you can be that stupid, though. Like, I think it would come up and I think you would maybe notice that, like, Galilee's jaw is broken and it can't eat anymore <laughs> and like i i think you probably noticed that um scissor is melting yeah like, like i think you'd probably just like notice these things like i think if you were even doing a study you'd like realize oh wait um garchomp killed our entire lab staff <laughs> they're all lying in bloody pieces on the floor that's not great <laughs> Like, maybe you'd be like, oh, um, Mega Gengar, it, it slaughtered an entire city block. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think, I think Sycamore's covering it up, personally. Yeah. I don't think there's a way you could miss this. So this is, this is a Professor Sycamore hate video. I don't like Professor Sycamore. Fuck Professor Sycamore. <laughs> All my homies hate Professor Sycamore. <laughs> exactly. I, I want the thumbnail for this episode, which I, I don't need to tell you guys because you're already looking at it. But I, I want the thumbnail for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> Professor Sycamore with like a big red X over him. <laughs> Worst Pokemon professor. I hate him. <laughs> but yeah, Mega Evolution is fucked up. Super fucked up. <laughs> I'm not a fan. So, so why don't you give us another one of those fun facts? A fun fact? But we were just talking about Pokemon murdering people. Is, is this really the time? <laughs> yeah, fun fact time. Get, lay it on me, baby. You're not going to like this fun fact. Oh, good. Well, maybe you will like it because it's like, it, it has it has a hopeful spin. Um, <laughs> Farfetch'd were overhunted uh -huh. and nearly went extinct 1,500 years, so 1,500 years, before the events of the games. Aww. Yeah. I, see, I said you weren't going to like this one. <laughs> it, it feels fittingly somber for the for the Pokemon Mega Evolution conversation. Um, I mean, that happened to Lapras, too. You're right. I, I forgot. But Lapras, um, Lapras bounced back. I... I yeah. Canonically bounced back? I think they have. Because they're... Farfetch'd is a protected species now, right? Like, you can't hunt Farfetch'd? Says who? I don't know. I think I just made it up. Oh. I, I think I just did yeah. that. Farfetch'd, um... <laughs> Farfetch'd have always been kind of scarce. Uh, but no, Lapras, like, in early Pokedex entries, says that it's, like, endangered. It's hunted to extinction. But in more recent Pokedex entries, it says that, like... The population's um, bounced back. Yeah, due to breeding efforts. See, I can. They're doing a lot better now. There are, there's an overabundance of Lapras. I can only hope that, like, they've done the same for Farfetch'd. Like. <laughs> hope so. Well, because, I mean, that happens in real life, right? Like, if there's, like, a common prey animal that, like, people. Like, prey for humans, I guess. Like, and we do a little too much. Like, either there's regulations or we, like, breed them. Yeah, I mean, unless people don't care. Listen, you were the one arguing. Can't say much for the dodo. You were the one arguing 
for the strong centralized government in Pokemon. If there's a strong centralized <laughs> yeah. government, I deeply believe that there is like hunting regulations. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So I, I, I'm choosing to believe that Farfetch'd is a my my hope for the future Farfetch'd Pokedex entry is that Farfetch'd is a protected species and has made a lovely recovery. <laughs> but hey, but like we're we're in agreement that people eat Farfetch'd, right? I mean, people definitely eat several Pokemon. I I was gonna look up like what Pokemon people eat, but then I didn't. Um, but like um. I'll say for certain, Magikarp yeah. and Kingler. Um, I mean, I Alchemy, I believe. Well, Alchemy, you can eat. Like, like Alchemy, like encourages yeah. you to eat her. It's it's very strange. You can eat the fruit off of Tropius. Well, it's not really eating a Tropius. It's just eating a byproduct yeah. of Tropius. Um, yeah. I I mean, I'd say like most water types would probably be in. Probably would, yeah. But like we see. Um, hold on. Yeah, we see Magikarp being eaten in game, maybe? Um, in the curry in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there's, like, one, I think, that looks like a Magikarp. Looks like it's, like, made out of Magikarp. There's, like, meat that you can put in the curry, right? Yeah. What is, does, does the meat, is the meat called anything? No. It's like sausage and stuff. It's just called meat. Just, um, just vague meat. <laughs> yeah. There is one that's like very definitely a Kingler though. I'm looking it up right now. Um... Oh, and and I think there's one that is um, a Pincurchin as well. Oh, yeah. Is there? Yeah. Oh, there's, well, there's one that's like uh, the tail of of what's it called? Um, slowpoke tails. Slowpoke tails, yeah. Slowpoke slowpoke tails are edible. Well, here's one that's like it's clearly like a farfetched leak. Do you think? Do you think they use farfetched meat in in that curry? Oh, they for sure could have. Um, but also, the leak is just edible by itself. Well, of so. course, I'm not arguing that leeks are not edible on their own. I'm just saying they they pair quite well with farfetched, and that's why they carry them. Yeah. It's a bit of lack of self-preservation, if you ask me. A duck comes bearing green onions. What um what egg do you suppose that is? Togepi. Why do you think that's a togepi? <laughs> Cause Togepi's the egg Pokemon. <laughs> if any okay, if anything, I'd believe it's like the egg that Chansey carries in its pouch. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think it's wherever the fuck is that is that Capini egg? Like what what is the egg that Chansey carries around? actually a really good question is it, is it just an egg <laughs> just a vague generic brand egg that no one knows what it is um carries a single white egg the egg is said to be very nutritious and it lays several new ones every day so it's a so it's a chancy egg like an unfertilized chancy egg i suppose yeah it, it's got to be unfertilized because a chancy will lay an egg whether it's breeding or not Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go with why they carry I'm that gonna egg. go with unfertilized chancy egg is what is the yeah. egg curry. Um, although if you let your chancy hold a luck incense, that'll be an unfertilized happiny egg. An unfertilized what? Happiny egg. 
Oh yeah, that makes sense. So what do you what do you think the pre cooked burger is? Do you do you think that's that's probably milk tank? It's probably milk tank and toros. Yeah, toros. Well, I guess people would eat toros because people did eat buffalo back when they were like not. Taurus is a Taurus is a bull. Buffalo's a buffalo. Wait, do we eat Taurus and Miltank are do 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 people eat bulls? Bulls are cows. I I don't I don't know anything about cows versus bulls. If if you asked me, okay, bulls a bull is a male cattle and a cow is a female cattle. So like do so so cattle ranches you have both, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought for some reason I thought cattle ranches were just cows. I, I, I never put together that they probably have bulls too. They're the same species. It, it's like it's like rooster and hen. They're the same species. I, I suppose that makes sense. A, but like Tauros and Miltank are like male and female counterparts. I always thought of them as the same Pokemon. I mean, I think they're meant to be probably. Yeah, they're counterparts. And they're not the same region though, which is interesting. Well, Kanto and Johto are the same. I mean, they're always well. Okay, I'm. I'm not saying they're not always seen together. I just mean they're not created at the same time. Like they are usually seen together. Yeah. Like that that farm where you can get milk tanks, you can also get Tauruses in in X and Y, um, and things like that. Yeah, and like um, honestly, I think that's just because the first generation didn't have gender. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, then then yeah, the pre-cooked burger is probably probably milk tank and Tauros. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. something did just occur to me. Which is? So, like, okay. Okay, so people eat Pokemon. We've established that. Yeah, we just talked about that. Yes. Um, so, is eating grass type Pokemon considered vegan? Um, uh, like, I don't know how much of this pause you're going to edit out, but for our audience, I've, I've paused for a very long time <laughs> between, between each verbalization because, uh, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, now, obviously there are Pokemon... There are grass-type Pokemon that we know for sure are edible, like Bounsweet. Bounsweet well, yeah. get eaten. Is that, like, and okay? Like, Is that vegan? And, like, Cherubi's like like a cherry, so yeah. that's something, too. Um, God. Uh, oh. Well, it's complicated, because, like, technically it's meat in, in, like, a sense. You know, like, it's not, like... It's not meat in a traditional sense, but it but it is still like okay. If, if you could eat a macargo without like absolutely destroying your mouth forever and, and probably dying, would would like like the lava that like that'd be meat, right? Well, theoretically, in a I assume I assume they got some meat in there. I don't think they're made of pure lava. Yes, they are. Have you seen them? Well, okay, like, they are made of lava, but they gotta have some, like, solid core, right? Okay, what about, like, 
Like, say you could eat a, like, eat a, eat a, like, a muck or a grimer without, you know, dying, mm-hmm. poisoning, like, immediately. Like, that, it'd be like a, like a, like a pudding, right? Kind of? I, I imagine they'd have the consistency of pudding. But it'd be like, it'd be like a meat pudding, because it's, it's an animal, right? Well, I guess you could say, if all Pokemon are animals, but then grass Pokemon are, like plants and animals at the same time so i mean well i guess it, how, do you, how, do, how do you define meat like do you define meat as like like is it like like are we gonna split the flesh as of... like like are we gonna split hairs a lot over like the traditional meat like texture and composition or no to meat include, is like, the just flesh any... of an animal okay well if meat's the flesh of an animal then grass types like that's that's their flesh. Like if you if you eat a cheruby, is that not an animal? Okay, so you're saying it's not vegan to eat grass type Pokemon. Okay. I would I would say that insofar as since you are eating a living thing, no, that makes it not vegan decidedly. Okay. Uh, one further consideration though. I'm listening. Is eating the byproduct of a grass type Pokemon, say Tropius's bananas. Is that vegan? Because, like, it's not vegan um, to, like, drink milk. Well, yeah. But, like, if no. it's... So, I mean... Tropius berries aren't vegan. I don't think you need to explain it anymore. I honestly think, yeah, no, it's not. Because, see, here's the thing, and it's the same as the last one, and I was just about to say this before we transitioned to the next half of the question. I think even if, like, strictly speaking, a vegan is still consuming, like, the leaves or fruit that they would be consuming it's not like in the spirit of veganism you know okay like it's not like strictly meat or milk or eggs but since they'd be eating a living being or they'd be eating like something that comes from a living being i think for like the beliefs and like if, if someone was a vegan purely for like health reasons i think maybe they would consider it fine but i think if someone's like really committed to like the vegan beliefs and ideologies it would very much fly in the face of those regardless of it being plant-based all right i I, i'm picking up what you're putting down okay i think i think you're right on that i think you're on the right track there yeah it it makes sense to me yeah yeah so i i would say i would say so like explicitly speaking we've probably seen like kingler um Milk Tank and Tauros, Chansey Eggs, um, but like implicitly I'm sure like, yeah, like Farfetch, probably some more bird Pokemon, um, I'd say probably most water types if I'm being completely honest. Um, like I'm, like I'm sure there's like Octillery Pho and like Octillery Sushi, like things like that. Yeah. Um... It's weird. It's weird to think about eating Pokemon, because there's other things that that you can do with Pokemon that we're going to talk about later in the episode that makes it even weirder that you can just eat Pokemon. <laughs> um, the relationship between Pokemon and humans is is ripe for discussion. Do you want to do you want to just go into that next? Do you think that's where? Yeah, sure. Okay. But yeah, so I was I was gonna talk about the relationship between people and Pokemon at some point. So I think now's as good a time as any because So you mean like how people 
capture Pokemon and train them for battle. No, I mean it's time to talk about having sex with Pokemon. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's... Do people really do that? I, I think people do, to be completely honest. And I think we need to have a discussion uh -huh. of like... I think I want to have a detailed discussion on one, if you think it's okay to have sex with any Pokemon. And two, what are some examples that come to mind as like acceptable Pokemon to have sex with? Um... Well, you know, fine. Yeah, let's, let's start with that, actually. Let's let's gauge your, your, your feeling before we have this discussion. Do you believe it's okay to have sex with any Pokemon? Not like any Pokemon. Like, do you believe literally any Pokemon is on the table? I mean, like, do you paint them all with the same brush? Is, like, no Pokemon okay? Or is or some okay, do you think? I think... I think it's okay in most cases. In most cases? So you're, so you're even willing to argue that most Pokemon are okay to have sex with? Okay, maybe not, like, okay. There are some that it's really, like, weird and creepy. Like, like a bitty? But, like... Yeah, sure. Because, like, I mean, like, like a bitty fair Pidgey strikes me as kind of weird to have sex with. Oh, super weird. But also, Pokemon are depicted as... Oh. I guess I'm mostly using evidence from the anime here, so it probably doesn't really count for this episode. But, like, Pokemon are typically depicted as being able to consent interesting so i guess so i guess that like leads into the next question like you you think that most pokemon if you okay it sounds like you think all pokemon are okay to have sex with just some of them are kind of weird i think some of them are kind of weird and i think um baby pokemon should probably be off the table well yeah i'd, I'd say like baby humans baby pokemon like both of them you should not have sex with obviously um yes but like, like, okay, like, well, like, okay, the, the example I always use as like one that like, the more that I thought, like, because I used to be very adamantly like, no, you can you can't fuck Pokemon, none, never. And like, it's, yeah, I still feel weird about it. Like, it still feels like a weird thing to be able to do. But like, Alakazam was the example that I was the most like, wait, shit, just, I don't really have a good justification for this. Because like, and Alakazam is, is probably smarter than you. <laughs> no, and Alakazam has an IQ of, like, over 9,000. That's that's what I was going to say. Like, like, I think it'd be more of a question of, like, can you consent to an Alakazam? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, so that was, Alakazam was the example that, like, really made my mind be like, oh, actually, maybe at least some Pokemon are okay. Um... But, but you would argue that, like, all of them are okay except for baby Pokemon, but, like, some of them are just weird. Yeah. I think most of them are just weird, actually. <laughs> you're, you're I, I feel like there are far like, more Pokemon wait, wait, it's wait, wait. weird to be into. <laughs> I think there are far more Pokemon that it'd be weird to bone down with than it would be to be, like, okay, understandable. So, like, how, where, okay, where do you stand on, like, the super common horny ones? Like, and Gardevoir. I think Gardevoir is fine. Low punny. Gardevoir, especially being a psychic type, is clearly very smart. Yeah. Um. Low punny. Low punny is just a furry. I was gonna say low punny is just an anthro. Low punny is an anthro rabbit. If you're okay with furries, you're okay with fucking a low punny. What about Serena? Serena is another one that I think is fine. 
uh, one of the ones are super common. Um, I know, I know those those three are like the ones people are super running for. So, uh, Machamp, I think, is all right. Which one? Machamp. Oh, we we've got a lot to say about Machamp, actually. Because... <laughs> we sure do. So, the reason I even bring this up, I'm I'm not just I'm not just having a having a meaningless debate in the middle of this lore video about if fucking Pokemon is okay. Like if 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 you look at Gardevoir porn, are you fine? Um, you won't go to hell, I don't think. I'm bringing this up because in the lore of the universe, it's kind of supported, sort of. It's complicated. It's it's complicated, but so Machamps are a kink, like canonically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> But like, but like, it's it's like, it's very true. Like, um, like you know what? It's canonically, yeah. like you know how like we have maid cafes because maids are like a fetish. Yeah. Machamp cafes like exist, canonically. Like, I want to go to a machamp cafe. Cafes where you get served by a machamp, and and like, like with the whole like whatever the machamp equivalent of like welcome home, yes there is match up match up match up i guess yeah i guess that's how you say welcome home miaster in in, in machamp um or machamp i don't know why i'm saying machamp that's not a pokemon but um but yeah so machamp made cafes exist and then there's also that like whole series of promo arts of like women just absolutely like hard eyes all over Machamps. The entire family too, like Machope. Um I think Ma even Machop. I think Machop's weird. Yeah. I, I don't think you should be into a Machop. No, Ma Machop Machop looks like a a child. I was gonna to say me. Machop has like a ten year old's oh. body. Like Yeah. I mean even in the games, like there is in the Alola games, I'm not sure if it's just you some or if it's all of them, but like there are these two ladies who are like fawning over this Machamp and they're disappointed when they realize it's a dude in a Machamp costume and not a real one. Yeah, I remember that. There's like they're like really harassing this dude and they find out he's just in a costume and they're like, ah, oh, whatever. Not interested. It's like yeah. Machamp Kink is like like it's it's in the games, it's in the promo stuff. Cause I guess I, I don't know what episode the promo stuff would fall into, but I'm I'm making it fall into this one. But um Yeah. And then, like, here. yeah, so, like, so like being into Machamps, like, and having sex with Machamps, or, like, wanting, or, like, at the very least, people want to have sex with Machamp, and it's recognized on a societal level enough to have cafes for it. It's considered normal. It yeah. is. No, yeah, it's, it's considered, like, it's not considered a taboo kink. It's, it's the same as maids. Like, it's not considered, like, a weirder taboo kink. It, it's a kink that people are very... So it's a very common. Very one. known yeah. and open about. And it's, and exactly, it's common enough to have entire establishments that, that do good business, presumably. Like, like, you know, like, like, I keep bringing back maids, but it's because the cafes are clearly a maid cafe parallel. Like maid is such like a widespread kink that you can have cafes for it and they do well. It's it's the same with Machamps and Universe. Exactly. Um 
So I'm going to ask you a question, just just branching off of this, just very briefly before we go into like some more detail. Um, do you think Machamp has a cock? What else is under that speedo? See, that's why I wanted to ask you, because we have conflicting information about that speedo. Oh. So someone, I think it was a dev interview or something, said Machamp's speedo. I don't know why I keep saying Machamp, but um, Machamp's Speedo is part of its skin. Like, it's not like clothes. It's just, just, it's, it's just colored skin. But, but, that pro art, one of them, one of the women is like grabbing the waistband of the Speedo. Which definitely directly conflicts that statement. <laughs> Now, I don't know about you, but I know which one I believe. <laughs> which one is that? That Machamp has a, has a giant cock in that speedo. <laughs> that begs the question, though, of where does a Machamp get the speedo? Where did early humans get their clothes? Are you saying... Machamp weave the speedo? Sure, why not? I think they like I mean realistically like we've only seen modern Machamps and I, I think maybe there's like a a supplier or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean I kinda wanna say it's actually part of the skin. But then how do you have sex with them? Well, I mean I don't know, but like, I have evidence from the games that says it's part of the skin. Oh, interesting. So I'm going to send you a picture. Uh-huh. Um, this is the official art for Gigantamax Machamp. Take a close look at those ankles. Oh yeah, it's like blending into the skin. Yeah. It's interesting. So like... Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because like like I said that one art the girls like going for the waistband, and like, huh? What's that's really interesting? I'm I'm curious about my champs. I think they're weird, and I'm curious about them. I'm I'm really curious about my champ kink. There's there's no there's no solid answers, but I'm really just just beyond curious about. Machamp kink and like how it works in universe. Yeah, me too. And like, I'm also like, there's no way that Machamp kink is like an isolated thing. Like, there's there's no way that like, there's not other Pokemon that have similarly widespread. So I'm curious what the other like, like I obviously mentioned the three that are like widespread in the real world, but like, there's no proof that they would also be widespread in the Pokemon world. I can't recall any evidence that of like humans in the Pokemon world being interested in Gardevoir. Yeah. Like, like I don't think there's any evidence of any being interested in anything except for Machamp. Um, which makes me really, really curious what other ones there are. And, and there's no answer. I just, I just want to know. So, so next Pokemon game, slip in a few more, a few more Pokemon kinks, just for me. Just, just so I can know what other Pokemon... <laughs> 
the people of the Pokemon world really want to really want to bone down with. Um, but I assume I assume it's largely like humans. Okay, I'm putting money on it right now. Jinx kink is a thing. I think Jinx is a popular one in universe. I I'd believe it. I'm I more I'm that. honestly surprised Jinx isn't more popular out of universe. So I I, I definitely think Jinx is probably popular in universe. I want to say Licky Licky and Licky Tongue. Do you think so? They got that giant tongue. All right. I mean, do you think Hypno? Yes, I th I think Hypno. I don't think Hypno is widespread, but I think like Hypno like has like a certain certain appeal to like a certain set of people, you know. Like I think I think if people are into hypnosis, they're probably into hypnos. Um, but that aside, there's more basis for for human Pokemon relations in that yes. in that manner. But again, again, you you see how this throws a weird wrench into like people raising them as pets and like people eating them. Like it's it's very strange to like. It's it's super. Strange, I mean, already yeah. like in the real world, we don't really eat animals that we have as pets for them. Like I guess farm animals are kind of a outlier, but. That's kind of a gray area. For the really. most part, people don't keep pets of animals that they eat. Yeah. Generally. Like farms again are a gray area, but like generally house pets are not eaten by people. Um who keep them as house pets. Like, you know? Um like it's yeah. not really an overlap. Um so so it's, it's just, it's weird to think, like, even, like, thinking about eating them and having them as, like, magical pets. And then you throw having sex with them into the mix. And then you throw what we're about to talk about, which is marriage. Mar marriage? Yes. So I dug deep into the Cantilave Library, which is a big... there personally? It's a big archive in the Sinnoh region, um, Cantilave City. A big, a big thing is um, myths and legends. And in the Sinnoh region, one of the books in the Cantilave Library talks about the past. Um, and mm -hmm. the past. So there's two myths that like really blur the line between people and Pokemon. Because the same way that like a human's an animal, right? And then, like, we talked about Pokemon's varying levels of sentience. And, like, the anime, you're right, it's, it's not really relevant to this episode, but the anime does present humans and Pokemon largely on the same level of sentience. Like, they can at least, like, communicate. Um, mm -hmm. And, like, again, some Pokemon, like, like an Alakazam is probably on a higher level of sentience than a human. Like, things like that. So, like, two other things that blur that line. There's, there's two... There's three that are called Sinnoh folklores. Um, the first one is just a reference to the idea of like using every part of an animal and like not wasting any of it. Like if you kill a Pokemon to eat it, like use every part of it, etc. Yeah. Like sort of those beliefs. Um, but then the other two, one of them is sort of like like are you familiar with Selkies at all? Yeah. Yeah. So for those in the audience who aren't familiar with Selkies, I don't even know why I bothered asking because I'm going to explain it anyway. But um, Selkies are like 
these mythical i believe they're scottish i think um or maybe irish so. they're either scottish or irish and um there are these women who are seals and they can like take off a seal hide and turn into a woman and if they get separated from their seal hide they can't like turn back but like normally they can turn back and forth by putting on and off the hide of a seal which is like usually in the form of like a cape um so there's like a Pokemon Selkie story in, in the Sinnoh library where it's talking about... Is it like a, a seal? It's, it's not a seal. It's, it's just... It doesn't is it a seal? It doesn't specify what Pokemon it is. Um, oh. It just, it just talks about like there was once a Pokemon that could take off its hide to look like a human so it wouldn't be like attacked or harassed. But if it wanted to blend in hmm. with the wild, it could put its hide back on to be a Pokemon again. Huh. So it's really weird because, again, it kind of blurs that, that line between humans and Pokemon. And then what blurs it even more is there's another myth that it, it's like um, once upon a time, humans and Pokemon were completely equal. They ate at the same tables. They, which Pokemon ate out of dog dishes, which I think is weird. I think they should eat at the table. I, I remember when I was playing... The gallery games i like saw like the little dog bed and the little like dog food bowl and i was like they make pokemon use those <laughs> pokemon sit at the table with me <laughs> but um but according to this myth pokemon used to um shared the same table and the american version dances around it the japanese version explicitly says that humans and pokemon would get married during this time period and like have an intimate relationship uh, i see so like it can be said that like even if and i mean again it can be said that in the, that this still happens in the modern day because of machop machamp machop jesus machamp kink but at the very least in the past humans explicitly got married to pokemon so, I don't know where I'm going with this, personally. Um, so, do you think that's okay? Do I think it's okay? I mean, I think it's something that happens yeah. in the universe, and I don't... Like, it's clearly, it was clearly seen as okay. And because Machamp Kink yeah. is not shamed, or at least I assume it's not shamed if they have entire establishments for it. Like, the Machamp Maid Cafe is just a game changer. Like, that... That's like the real linchpin of this debate, I think. No, yeah, Machamp made cafe kind of means. Yeah, no, it's totally okay to bone Pokemon, and it's, it's exactly like it normal. It means at the very least, it's fine to be sexually attracted to them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think regardless of what I think, the games are clearly saying that it's perfectly okay. Um, either that or some kind of... See, I was I was thinking, like, it almost seems like some kind of weird, like, divergent evolution thing happened from those Sinnoh legends. You mean that humans are Pokemon and they all come from the same place? Yeah, like humans and Pokemon had the exact same ancestor. Mew is our ancestor as well. And then evolved divergently into humans and Pokemon. Yeah. Which, it's possible. 
Which, I mean, in that case, you could argue, like, okay, they were so similarly evolved that it was fine back then, but it's not anymore. But the Machamp thing kind of throws that into rather disarray. So I, I'm, I'm just going to uncomplicate it and say, yeah, it's, it's probably fine. <laughs> but yeah, in-universe, in Pokemon and humans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's going to be what we pick up with. Um, for our Pokemon mainline games, Breaking the Lore, Part 2, which will- Our first two-part episode ever! <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but as I was going to say, which will actually, um, it will be out next week. If you follow us on Patreon at the, do you know Sarah level? The Little Hamster's Big Adventures tier, $7 a month or more. You'll be able to get this episode a week early, and for everyone else, it'll be out at the normal day and time on Podbean and YouTube. But yeah, that'll do it for this episode. That's going to do it for us. Uh, check out our Twitters, the, both the break, at BreakTheLore Twitter and our personal Twitters, which you can find in the description below. Um, out um, our Patreon, which we mentioned. If you want the next episode earlier, you got to subscribe. Um, but also, you know, subscribe to YouTube and, and you know, tell people about us because building an audience, um, it helps when there's word of mouth. So if you guys like our episode, if you know people who like Pokemon, if you think you know people who would enjoy any of our previous episodes, tell them about us. This has been Breaking the Lore. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on this Pokemon adventure. See you next week. And by that, I mean the week after that. Bye.